Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and you're listening to a very unedited, unplanned, another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. And before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I hella appreciate it. So today is Sunday, right? I am on day three of my five-day weekend, and I am chilling. I am listening to my Maxwell morning playlist and I woke up with a really open heart chakra and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should share some of this love with somebody. And I was like, hmm. Once I started sharing my love around, I was like, maybe I should share it with my listeners. So here we are. (laughs) But um, for those that don't know, Maxwell is one of my favorite artists and his music is, to me, I think it's very heart centered, you know, very love centered, sometimes romantic, sometimes not. And given that I am a love warrior and I move accordingly in all forms of love, I just thought it would be perfect to just, again, rock out and just kind of record what's on my mind on this beautiful Sunday. And, oh, before I get started, my text message challenge about building intuition, we are starting it on June 7th. That's a Monday. So if you want to join to figure out really easy to follow practical ways to build your intuition, text the word homegirl10 to 81493. I really want to make sure that people understand that following your intuition is much easier than we see it to be. And I think because people, again, we like to emotionally manipulate folks in order to get likes, views, whatever, and kind of overcomplicate and overintellectualize things and over spookify and over mysticize things that don't need to be done that way. So, yeah. So I'm currently, well, not right now because I'm, I'm obviously recording and I don't want to be smacking in the phone, but... I'm currently eating some lychees with a nice cold glass of coconut water. And I was like, this is so luxurious. (laughs) And I know like for some people that doesn't seem like it's luxury because it's eating fruit and drinking coconut water. But for me, I think with the whole black girl luxury movement that we're seeing on social media, I'm all for taking your trips. If you can afford it and you're not going to break your pockets and not be able to pay your rent and your bills or what have your living expenses take your trips babe do whatever you want to do um me personally i think my view of luxury is changing as i get older and as i kind of see and again i'm not saying this as if i'm better than i'm just saying in terms of how i learn but as i kind of see a lot of the programming things like that i'm learning that luxury really is what you make it so for me luxury is buying a black owned handbag yeah i have i have luxury bags uh if you've known me for a long time you know i I used to collect vintage luxury bags um and i I remember it used to be an investment so where if i ever need to sell them for any reason i could make some quick money and flip them that was the initial reason um there's also some sentimental reasons my mother had luxury bags and she's passed them down to me and my sister so um you know there's various reasons why i've had luxury bags but i realized that um a cease bag or a Brandon um, Blackwood bag is luxury. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it just luxury is really what you make it. Um, and that's kind of how I want to continue to live my life. Whatever I deem is luxury. It's luxury. So as I sit here and I eat these lychees and listen to Lay by the Ocean, which is one of my favorite <laughs> Mary Maxwell songs. Honestly, all my favorite Maxwell songs are every Maxwell song, okay? A lot of them have soundtracked a lot of my life. And there's a lot of music that I play that soundtracks my life. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, but um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, luxury. 
So as I was eating these look these lychees, and for those who don't know, lychees are like a fruit. If I remember correctly, they're native to um, is it tropical Asian climates? Thailand, I want to say. Let me double check. Yep, Southeast Asia. Um, from what I'm seeing here, saying that it is more um, not native, but more popular or or grown in China and in India. Um, but I guess it hit the West when it hit the Caribbean in the 1770s. But I love lychees. They're so sweet. It's like, they're like, uh, they're like a rose or floral sweet, juicy type of fruit. Beautiful. Just don't eat the pit because uh, that's poisonous. But from, at least from what I was, I was taught. But, but yeah, so luxury is really just being able to sit and enjoy a beautiful love filled Sunday morning afternoon being able to have nice juicy fruits to eat and coconut water to drink and just being able to really cool out you know what i'm saying like i know with society it's all about doing the most and and having as much as a good time as possible and i'm totally for that i mean this weekend has been very fun for me as well um i've got i've done a pretty much I'm not a lot actually. Did a little, a little, you know, a little turn up, um, a lot of chilling. Um, and you know, everything I do, I do my best to make sure that whatever I do is in love. So obviously, it's all I love. So for me, that's luxury too. So I don't know. It's just, I just been rethinking a lot of stuff and reframing things, even with love. Again, we always get promoted like these, they're shown these images of what love is. And for me, love is so much deeper than that. And sometimes it'd be so deep, I can't articulate it 100%. It's a feeling. It's a state of being. It's an energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's knowing that, for me, again, knowing that I have a choice to operate as presently and as fully and as kindly as possible. It's okay to have care and concern for people. It's okay to have love for yourself to set boundaries. It's okay to be vulnerable um, without a need for, hmm, I want to make sure I work this correctly so I don't contradict anything I've said previously. It's okay to give yourself without a need 100% for reciprocity. And... I know I've said in the past, and I still stand by it. Don't get it twisted. I still stand by the 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 need to deal with somebody who deals with you accordingly. I do think when it comes to romantic relationships, it cannot sustain without some level of reciprocity. I don't believe in chasing people. I don't believe in being chased. I believe in people coming to an agreement and saying, look, this is what I see in you. This is what I see for us. And we can move forward with that. And if that person is down, then y'all rock. And y'all make sure that y'all nurture each other and nurture the connection accordingly to make sure that, like I said, it's reciprocal in that regard. But in terms of just being kind, just in general, it doesn't have to be reciprocal. Like, I think sometimes people are kind to folks expecting some type of, um, oh, we're going first album, Maxwell. Okay. I don't know if y'all can hear that. But anyway. <laughs> Okay, this track is Dance With Me. The first track was Mellow Smooth. So I don't know if y'all following along with me, but first track was Mellow Smooth. The second track was Laid By The Ocean. This one is Dance With Me. Anyway, so I think sometimes people are kind expecting 
a cookie or expecting praise or expecting some type of reward. And, I, and for me, I don't operate like that. I don't. And again, I'm not talking like I'm better than people. I'm just saying I'm just speaking from my own experience. Some of y'all want to pick my brain. And I guess this is an episode where I'm literally telling y'all what's in my brain right now. Okay, normally, y'all know, picking my brain in terms of the skill sets and things like that, um, you know, that's a consultation. But <laughs> at the same time, this is just a real chill, um, chill vibe before I get out. Oh, wait, hold up, y'all. Shout out to my homeboy, Afu, better known as Wine Wool. So, he actually hit me up recently, like literally while I'm recording this episode. I need to go ahead and get this out before I forget. The trap therapist is no longer the trap therapist. He's still doing trap therapy in his own way. And what I mean by that is he's still providing therapy from a, a hood-informed perspective because a lot of people act like they know and they don't. But he has now changed his social media handles to Hood Baba underscore. So no longer the trap therapist underscore. It is hood Baba underscore. He's still doing what he's doing in terms of also sex and intimacy and also hood informed, trauma informed, um, black, <laughs> black informed, because you'd be surprised how many people are in this work that teach Eurocentric standards of how to help and how to heal our communities. And me and him actually, and me and him and a lot of other people have been discussing the conflict with that in terms of addressing black and brown communities, especially black communities from a from a lens that does not serve um so yeah we've been talking about that like literally for the past three weeks straight me him and a lot of other people that are in this field um that are also um black folks as well as brown folks in terms of the 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 struggle and the conflict that a lot of people have when catering to black folks imagery wise but not catering to folks in terms of you know how we operate as black folks we are community people regardless of how things are now traditionally we weren't always like that there was literally it took a village to raise a child and if you ask any og and if you grew up in a certain era or a certain neighborhood you can relate to that as well i myself grew up in a village um a village type of community like it wasn't just my mom and my dad and you know and, and everybody you know in my family it was the neighbors you know what I'm saying it was my teachers it was everybody was was with it you know what i'm saying i could never go out i remember one time i caught myself skipping school and i was thinking i hadn't been caught because i'd done it before unbeknownst to me there was a police officer who lived i think two or three houses down i want to say two houses yeah who who had caught me and he actually had told one of my parents that i had skipped school and I was trying to figure out how did he catch me? Because I, I had been used to, you know, kind of sneaking off and going home and making lunch. And if I wanted to come back for fifth and sixth period, I would. Sometimes I wouldn't. But I'm like, dang, how you catch me? And I realized somebody in the village was watching. <laughs> so now irony in that, I guess he was home a lot more when I was home because he was cheating from what I heard. But you know. Oop. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's not funny because, you know. Because, you know, from what I heard, that police officer was single. But anyway, um, yeah. But going back to, uh, shout out to my homeboy, Winewool, the hood, Baba, underscore. Also, with, with um, Winewool as well. He's also, you know, um, I don't know if you ever noticed, but he's he's into Ifa. Like, that's that's what, he, that's what he's with, spiritually. So, um, again, you know, spiritualist who does wellness work. He's hood baba. It makes sense. Um, I'm going to speak more on that a little later because his, you know, we, if you look at his story, you'll see why. You'll see why. Um, I'll let him tell the story as to why that name change happened. If you are looking at his social media and you've seen it, you probably are aware. 
But again, um, I think that name fits him more anyway. Hood Baba. Anyway, let me get back to my thoughts though. So shout out to Wu, uh, to Afu, Wine Wool, the artist formerly known as the Trap Therapist, known as Hood Baba underscore. But um, love, love is so much more than sex. I really wish we would get out of associating love solely with sex and relationships. And I understand that we've been presented that way, but a lot of us are trying to have a fairy tale romance story because we saw it not realizing that that may not always be realistic to what we're going through. Love is really what you make it. Relationships are really what you make it. It's, it's sometimes I think we try to go based on tradition. And, and like I can say in one hand that the way we handled our business as a community was traditional and I like that tradition I can also hold another that some of the ways in which our ancestors and even our elders have done their relationships they they might not necessarily be best serving and um, I think that at this point it's crucial to take what traditions work and what traditions are healthy and relieve the ones that aren't um, me personally I did not have a grandmother who dealt with a philandering granddaddy and or husband I should say who dealt with a philandering uh, husband who had kids cross town and who beat her or who made her feel less than. And the only reason why she didn't leave is because she had children. I, I can't relate to that. I'm not even going to lie. Um, I, I never would try to lie about my background and things like that. But for me, I could take my grandmother and say, hey, I want a relationship like my grandmother and my grandfather because they were together from day one till death. 60 some plus years, day in, day out. They ran their house the way they ran their house, and it worked for their relationship. I can take that in one hand, but I can also tell you that if your grandmama was not that type of grandmama, and she had to kind of take it, um, take you know abuse or whatever, you might want to consider not wanting your grandmother's relationship. I think sometimes we try to put everything in a box. Oh, the reason why we're not doing this is because our grandmothers. No, that's not my grandmother. And I think it's okay to honor others' experiences, but also you know honor your own if it doesn't relate. Um, so again, creating your relationships, creating your expectations, your boundaries. Cause I know they always say, don't have expectations when it comes to your relationships. How do y'all govern whether it's working or not? I think the blanket statements are a little dangerous. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to just float into a situation with somebody, not have no conversations on how to be treated, what works, what doesn't work, what you like, what you don't like. The future that y'all may want in terms of making sure you all are aligned like how do you do that if you don't have expectations to a degree now i think expectations can get realistic when you're wanting somebody to compromise who they are for your happiness and then you're disguising that as our happiness when it's really just your happiness i can understand those expectations being something that you would want to stay away from or shy oh sorry y'all the next song on this one is called pretty wings but I can understand people wanting to, you know, shun those expectations. But I do think that expectations are being demonized when it's more of, hmm, expectations and understandings can sometimes go hand in hand if it's used in the right context. So what I mean is if I'm okay, if I'm dating you, right? And I like you and you like me, we're attractive and we want to see where this goes. We may not necessarily be exclusive outright, but we can say, hey, I like you. You like me. You know, I would like to spend more time with you. 
you know, let's not rush it right now. You know, let's just, you know, whenever you want to hang out, let me know. We can go out, you know, or we can, you know, come over. We can hang out, you know, and go from there. And that to me sounds like there's an expectation. And I can be wrong on this. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. But to me, having those conversations does create an expectation that there is something that y'all see in each other and that y'all want to nurture, even if it's slowly, right? Even if it's without this head over heels, rushing, falling in love, exclusivity type of arrangement, it's still some type of arrangement that you all have agreed to embark upon. So if you've agreed to embark on this type of arrangement, there has to be some level of expectation in order to, I guess, measure the progress of where you are. Or measure whether it's working so I don't know I mean again I see expectations be demonized so much in society and I just think that at some point it's okay and I've even said it before myself previously I've even well not necessarily in this this way but I said it before and then the beautiful thing about growing up and maturing or going on your journey is that you can really say one thing five years ago and then say you know what that might have fit where I was at the time, but the more I get context and the more I understand my own experience and the more I learn just in general, that might not necessarily always be applicable. So for me, I, I mean, I'm gonna keep it a thousand. I ain't never say just give away expectations. Now. <laughs> no, the Aries in me is just not gonna let that fly. But for me, again, like I said, I've always been a person, a champion of understanding. And that's words to my Mercury in the seventh. If you follow astrology, you know what it is. But I've always felt like communication and understanding is crucial for relationships, not just romantic, but relationships in general. Wouldn't you want clarity on where you stand with somebody like like for real? Wouldn't you want an understanding to know that this is a person that you can be understood with and somebody that's not trying to assume or trying to put thoughts and words and feelings in your energy space that doesn't exist? I think being understood is such a love language that is underrated and for me, being understood is like being seen. When you're understood, you're seen. And when you're misunderstood and that person has committed themselves to not understanding you, that could really be a deal breaker for a lot of people, myself included. If you have all the answers about me, why would I bother wasting time with somebody who's only going to disagree with what I'm trying to be vulnerable and understanding with or trying to gain understanding with by being if I have to basically let the guard down. And I'm going to get to that in a minute, because sometimes that cannot help us. Like, I think sometimes we think it helps, but sometimes it can't. But. All right. So next song, that's something, something um, that's from the first album. Anyway, so it's like if you're not understood, you're not going to want to be, a, at least for me, if I'm not understood, I don't want to be around somebody that makes me feel like I'm going to have to be on on go. And what I mean on go is I'm going to always have to have a, 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 not an argument, but a conflict with wanting to explain the real because you want to believe what you think in your head about me is real. If we always have to have a misunderstanding or um, a clarification conversation about something, we simply may not be compatible. And I'm okay with that too. Or that person may have communication issues and may not know how to listen to process and understand versus listen simply to respond. And I think that listening simply to respond really kills a lot of bonds that could be so dope and strong. 
And I think that because we're so used to always having a platform to talk, and I do blame social media for this. I do think because we're always so used to being primed to react that we are always used to just processing and just saying, based on my, and it's not based on you, it's based on what's being presented. And um, I think, again, like I said, it's a dysregulation of emotional awareness um, that really has us lost in the sauce sometimes. And it makes us purely guided by our emotions and what we feel the conversation needs versus seeing what the conversation is about first and then seeing what it needs. And what I mean by that is, like I said, oh, I saw this. Now my input is, and it's like, it may not necessarily be about you, boo. It might be about what's being presented and what that person is meaning to say by presenting. So if a person is sharing with us and we're wanting to, you know, we're wanting to be engaged and, and feel like we're relatable, sometimes people will say something simply because they want to be like, you hear me, you see me. Or they may want to clarify something, but instead of addressing what is said and maybe asking questions for further clarification or to say, okay, well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. And if you don't get the point, it's like, okay, what would you like me to take from this conversation? What would you like me to take from you telling me this? You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I, how can I best show up for you through this with what you're sharing right now? We don't do that a lot of times. And I would say we, because I'm never above my own advice. I'm not going to talk like I'm just this super um, perfect person because I'm not. But sometimes we'll just say, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when that happens, to like, it's like, no, this person is telling you something about themselves for a reason. They want you to feel they want you to feel connected to them by what they're sharing sometimes. Or they may want you to, you know, put in what you thought you knew about them to what they actually told you, which is more accurate. So I don't know. I just think sometimes we kind of screw that up. And next thing you know, the, the connection is lost and it gets weird. So about guards. I want to talk about guards and how sometimes guards can protect us, yes, but it can also block some blessings. And I understand everyone has guards up for different reasons, and that's okay. That's completely fine. Everybody has their own journeys, their own traumas, their own hurts that makes them, or whether it's through their own experience or others, that makes these guards up. And sometimes these guards can become fortresses and impenetrable walls that can actually bounce off the blessings that we've been praying for. Imagine you having a guard up and then all of a sudden somebody throws up uh, a blessing your way, but you got your shield up and you done blocked it. And then you wondering why these things are not happening. It's because they already came and we blocked them. So, and then sometimes we'll justify our immaturity with letting our guards down or our inability to let the guards down and just say, oh, that wasn't meant for me. Uh, okay. Sometimes we'll justify our faults that just wasn't meant for me no you blocked that and that's okay you blocked it you screwed it up but it's okay it happens we all have done that it's just a matter of how do we do it again how do we recognize what's good and what's not and that's just the journey that we all have to take in order to do that so um you know what i feel like hearing my favorite maxwell song and it well one of them it's still on the live album and it's not this woman's work even though he killed that. Let's see. Is the live album on here? Ah, there we go. Next song, Whenever, Wherever, Whatever, Live. The ending is so beautiful. Anyway, the song itself, the live version is much better. But, um, yeah, sometimes we block a lot of our blessings because we really 
want something, but yet we're scared to have it sometimes. You know, like love. We want love, but we don't want the hurt that comes with it. Not knowing that, you know, that's a part of the journey sometimes. Um, The feelings hurt. It's the scaredness of giving your all to somebody and being vulnerable with somebody and it not working out. Because essentially, you know, a lot of people just simply want to be loved and they, they want to be held and they want to be accepted and they want to be committed to and they want to feel valued and they want to feel worthy. So anything that doesn't feel like that, they don't want to experience. But um, a concept that I've been sitting with for a while, for some years, is that you can't necessarily own a person. And I know me and me and Afu or Wine Wool, we talked about it on episode 228 of the podcast. And he, he brought it up. He said, you know, you can't you can't own anybody. We don't belong to anybody. But unfortunately, with society, we have put relationships, even marriage, in forms of like property and possession. Like. I'm not saying that you can't be in a committed relationship. But what I'm saying is that there are two people that are in these relationships for a reason. And they're two individuals with their own their own like free will, their own ability to make choices. And I think that sometimes we put love in a form of control to control people versus letting them do what they what they can and what they, they feel they should to better that relationship. I'll give you an example. For instance, a very, very, very long time ago, um, I was to be married long time ago very long time ago we're talking about like forever ago okay to the point where we don't even bring we don't even bring that up but i remember i was cheated on for the first time knowingly and when you're cheated on it hurts right and i quite hadn't understood the logic and why because i thought i was just ultra dope and i still think i'm ultra dope (laughs) but you know don't let getting cheated on make you think you're not dope okay because i feel like you know sometimes people try to put their cheating on other people when it's actually because they made a choice to cheat it's not because of the person it's because you made a choice based on whatever y'all were going through during that time to do what you did um i was surprised and i was shocked and i felt like dang i'm me <laughs> like i got cheated on how and i realized that it was not on me it was on this person's shortcomings and at the time and it's all and it's all love to this person it's not a diss you know what i'm saying because who that person was a long 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 many years ago i'm sure that's not who that person is now so i can't i can't cast negativity over who that person has grown evolved to be when he clearly is not that person anymore um it's still love and i wish him the best no matter where he is and with who he's with it doesn't matter um because i've healed from that and um i just i don't know like I remember saying something like, if you love me, you wouldn't cheat on me. And I realized that even though that's my standard, I can't wield that over somebody who clearly does not get it. And what I mean by that is he could love me to the moon and back. But if he doesn't want to stay faithful, I can't make him. But what I can do is that I can make the choice as to whether I want to be with this man and whether I want to build something lifelong and lasting and a legacy with somebody who clearly knows that for me, infidelity is a deal breaker at the time. 
So what I realized that I can't control this man. I can't make him change. I can't make him not want to cheat for me. He has to make the choice as to not to be a cheater. And maybe he was cheating because maybe it's self-sabotage. Some people do stuff like that too. They self-sabotage stuff. Um, other times they do stuff because they they not ready. Um, or they simply want to have the relationship on their own terms. You know? It'd be like that. Let me see what other songs are on my list. Oh, I know what I want to hear. I'm jumping around, y'all. I'm sorry. I think I want to hear 1990X. Yep, 1990X. That's the one. So, anyway. So, um... What I'm saying is that you cannot force people to give up their free will for you and for the name of love. Like I said before, I think that sometimes, and this is just through my own experience. I'm not going to act like I'm just, I'm knowing everything that's good for y'all. But for me, I've noticed that you cannot force somebody to do it. All you can do is tell them, you know, again, have the conversation on what, what the agreement is going to be. If they violate that agreement, you have the choice. It doesn't mean you're less than. It doesn't mean you're unworthy. It doesn't mean anything like that. It's not a shot to you. It's a shot to them. They may not be able to handle a relationship. They may not want to do the agreement. Whatever it is, you have the choice to cut out or stay or work through it. It's your choice. But you can't own somebody to, to weaponize love as a form of control is what I mean. And I'm, I'm, I'm really trusting that y'all, y'all get where I'm going with that. Um... Weaponizing love is never okay, especially as a form of control. It's manipulative and it's it's abuse. It's abusive. Um, sometimes we don't realize that. But the more I get into this work, I realize that, you know, a lot of things that we do um, are rooted in abuse. <laughs> and it's not funny. It's just irony. Sometimes like wanting to wield control over somebody is abusive. Love spells, even from a spiritual standpoint, even doing love spells to make somebody who has the choice to, you know, fall in love or not fall in love with you, that's abusive. Wanting to control the will of another human being is abusive. Whether it's mentally, whether it's psychologically, whether it's financially, whether it's spiritually, it's abusive. And I think, again, like I said earlier, it's important that we define what these things look like, what love looks like, what acceptance looks like what satisfactory um, ways of being treated look like and having these conversations so that we are already communicating what it is and having these expectations to a degree of how we deserve to be treated. I really hate when people dismiss being treated like crap as, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't have expectations. I feel like when it comes to having the worth and dignity of a person respected and, and valued, I think to just kind of dismiss it and say, oh, we shouldn't have expectations. I think that's really easy. Um, it's a it's a spiritual bypassing that I think is really trash. I do. It just comes off so deep, it's, it's, it's shallow. <laughs> Ooh, that's a bar. Sometimes people want to come off so deep and so spiritual that they really just say stuff for the sake of just saying it. It sounds beautiful, but it's really ugly. You know? What else is on my mind? Pasta salad is on my mind. <laughs> I've been wanting to do this pasta salad from scratch. I, I, I'm talking about all that from well, the pasta is from scratch, but the Italian dressing is from scratch, and 
I like to do my herby herbs and all my stuff and and I already kind of have an idea of what kind of stuff I want to do. I've just been thinking about that so much. Because usually Memorial Day weekend, I like to cook. I like to cook it up. Like, people know, they know my baked beans is fire. When I used to eat meat, my steaks and all that stuff, I used to do all that. Steaks, lobster sales, cedar plain salmon. I used to do it up, okay? But now that I'm plant-based, um, I still do it up. I just do it up differently. We don't do the lobster and the stuff like that anymore. But we still veganize some of my favorite dishes. So, I'm fighting the urge. <laughs> To cook. I might do it, man. It's a beautiful day outside. So um, I hope wherever you are, it's beautiful. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a couple more songs and go ahead and see what the rest of this day has to offer. So I thank y'all for listening to me as I ran it for half an hour through a couple of Maxwell tracks, some of my favorites. Um, this There really is no theme, I guess, with this. I guess sometimes I just want to jump on mic and talk. And if y'all are willing to hear it, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so yeah, so y'all can find me on social media, spiritual homegirl everywhere, spiritualhomegirl.com, spiritualhomegirlpodcast.com, spiritualhomegirl.shop. If you want to join my Patreon, join the Gemini Sunshine Challenge. I got some homework for y'all. You can definitely do so at patreon.com forward slash spiritual homegirl. And, um, what else? What else do I want to hear? Oh, Reunion. Reunion is the next one. I love Reunion. It's one of my one of my favorites too. Anyway, but if you also want to join that text messaging challenge to help build your intuition, it is free. You can text the word homegirl10 to 81493. And before I get off of here though, I want to um, talk about Love Warrior. I guess, you know, since I'm already in my, my zone and I'm already talking about love and a whole bunch of stuff, um, I guess I guess I can talk about being a love warrior. And I think that people think that I like to, you know what? It's actually inspired by somebody who told me recently that I want a man that <laughs> that I want to push over. And that's not true. I have dated all types of men throughout my life. And they all have a very common character trait. They're strong. They're powerful. Um, and when I say date, I mean like, they thorough like sometimes you know you might have kissed a frog that thinking he was gonna be a prince and he was still a frog no I'm talking about the ones that were princes that were really fire and I can only count on one hand how many those men are but these these kings I'll say have a trait about them that's very similar they have a power and a strength that I don't challenge and um I don't want to walk over men I don't want to be that person um, I think people misinterpret my power with how I communicate, especially on my platform. I think they think that I'm a fighter and I'm only a fighter when it's necessary. I would prefer to love, but, um, I fight through love and I fight with love. And I think that's what makes me a love warrior. If I got to get in your ass, I'll do so. I prefer not to, but I will only if I have to. But other than that, I'll send nothing but love your way. I'm telling you, I might shoot you, but there's bullets of love in the gun. You feel me? Yeah, I might stab you or might throw a dart, but those are love darts. I'm not going to throw no hate at you. You know what I'm saying? If we defending, it's different. But if it's really just how I operate, how I communicate, it's straight shot all out of love. Everything I do is rooted in love. Even with folks that don't like me, even with people that hate my guts, even with people that wish nothing but the worst for me, I still send them love because obviously it's a lack of love that they have that has them feeling that way towards me even with people that 
I care about. I tell them I love them. I remember one time, <laughs> if he's listening, he going to laugh. There was a guy I was seeing, and um, we still cool to this day. That's my dog. We still cool. And it's almost as if we never dated. That's how cool it is. But I remember um, while we were dating, I remember telling him, I love you. And I didn't love him in the romantic sense. I love him as a human. I love him as a man. I love him as a friend. I love him as a being. I have care and concern for him. I wanted him to be happy and healthy and whole, even if it wasn't with me. So I told him I loved him and he did not know how to react. And when we talked about that, he was like, <laughs> he was like, that happened? Like he, he really couldn't like, he had understood it, but he was like, I really, is that how you took my reaction? Like I, he freaked out. And I think he was trying to think that like, I was trying to tell him I loved him in a romantic way. And it was not that. And that's when I realized that even if I tell somebody I love them, even if it's from a place of, hey, I love you as a human. I got love for you as a, as a person. It's not romantic. I love you. I have love for you. I want you to have the best life possible. I want nothing but whatever your heart's desire. I want that for you. Like, I love you in that regard. I realize that even if I say that, <laughs> it's still going to probably be twisted as, oh, my God. She trying to lock me down. She getting attached. She catching feelings. Like, no, if it ended tomorrow, I still would love you because at the end of the day, it's about a love that transcends romance and sex and dating and all this other mess, you know? So that's when I realized that some people may not always take it that way. <laughs> so I have to be careful. But then I realized like, no, I can't live like this. I cannot live in fear of being misinterpreted. All I can do is best communicate it. And if people get it, they get it. But that's what I mean when I say I'm a love warrior. So, um, so yeah. And plus, you know, I think knowing like your ancestry helps too. Like I always say, I come from warrior people. I literally do. It's in my blood. That's been verified. So it's really cool to, um, to know that. And it's just that, you know, warriors fight in different ways. Some fight strictly through warfare. Some fight, you know what I'm saying? Through intellectual pursuits. Some fight spiritually. There's times that people fight. And um, I think the last song will be Embrya. Ooh, or could it be each hour, each second, each minute? Hmm. Dang, you might have to rock out with two songs. All right, so this one is um, each hour, each second, each minute, each day. And um, that's on Embrya. Dang, I'm going to have to. All right, I guess we got another 10 minutes. Anyway. <laughs> I'm in my zone. I'm sorry because I promise once these two songs are over, I got to get up and, and handle my business um, today. But I think with knowing where you come from, it kind of puts things in perspective perspective as to why you're here. For me, like I said, coming from warrior people, it makes me realize that some of the things I've gone through in my life happen for a reason. When you come from warrior people, sometimes you, you have to remember, like, there's always going to be a fight. And that's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it being a fight is... Something like, you know, you always fighting against status quo. For me, I've never felt like I fit in 100% with status quo. I always felt like off to the side. Like I felt accepted, you know, like people fool with me, but I always never felt like it fit 100%. And if y'all can ever find that episode, the very first episode I did, which is Who is Spiritual Homegirl, episode 001, I talked about that. I've always been able to click, but it, it wouldn't, you know, I can click with folks like because that's just you know I'm I'm amicable I'm a cool person um but and when I say cool I mean like I'm easy going you feel me like I'm real cool I'm real chill and I can be animated and things like that but I really do like to get along with people uh I don't force things either though okay but 
I've never felt like internally that was an environment that felt like, quote, home. Like I have my home and where I came from and that feels like home. I have certain communities and certain spaces that feel like home. But a lot of times there'll be spaces where I can navigate through them and I can, you know, have some fun moments and kind of kick it and, and be cool here. But in terms of it being a home, absolutely not. So what I mean is there can be fights with status quo. That's a fight. There can be a fight against injustice. There can be a fight against, you know, bullying or, you know, fighting for the underdog or um, fighting against outdated practices. There's always a fight when I mean when it comes to warrior people, but it doesn't always have to be super rah, 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 we finna whoop ass. It don't always have to be that. There's ways to fight. Some people fight through sowing seeds. Some people fight, like I said, through love. Some people fight through, you know, literally putting their lives on the line. Like, look at some of these activists. Some of these activists that are genuine and have pure intentions, some of them are fighting their love warriors because they love their people so much. They're putting it out there. They're putting their life on the line. So that's what I mean when I say, like, there's different ways to be warriors, especially a love warrior. Some of y'all are love warriors and y'all don't even realize it. Some of y'all are probably love warriors and shunned it because somebody has eclipsed your want or will to show love in such a manner somebody probably made you feel bad or somebody probably hurt your feelings because they may not have shown you the love that you wanted or they might have criticized your way of showing love and they might have said it was too soft or they might have said that it was too much and they might have said that it was it was um something that they may not be able to reciprocate and i just want to tell y'all if y'all are love warriors that y'all might have lost y'all y'all fire Remember, being a love warrior is not more, it's not about the other person as it is about you. It's about security and knowing that no matter what, you're here on a mission to move within love. And however you approach the life and however you approach whatever it is that comes on your path, that's how you approach it. Everything you do out of love, even protecting yourself is out of love. Even getting to somebody ass and having to go to real life war will be out of love and protection for yourself. So I just, I'm really, again, I trust, I don't like to use the word hope anymore. I think it's, I don't, I don't know. It's not fitting in my vocabulary anymore, but I trust and pray that y'all get what I'm saying with that. Cause I think there's a lot of people that would love to be more authentic in who they are, but it's because somebody has negatively influenced that and it silenced them or put out their joy or put out their flame. So I'm saying if you can rub two sticks together, or if you can find a quicker way to do it, get your lighter and set it off, get your flame back, boo. That fire within helps keep us going. You know? That energy. <sighs> but yeah. I don't know. I might have to hear uh, Embrya another time. Because I really want to go ahead and get started with my day. And Spirit has told me there's nothing more to say. And I don't want to force them for the second half of no extra song. So if y'all want to hear the last song, it's Embrya. But alright y'all. I'm going to get off of here. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this vibe. I'm going to continue with my salt lamps and my, my scented candles. We out here today. It's a beautiful day. So, um, yeah, Sunday, go out and live. Do your thing. Live your life. I, like I said, some of y'all was sitting by the phone on Friday. I did something. I did a reel. I will link that in my show notes so that y'all can remind yourselves y'all too fly. Y'all too fly to be putting up with BS. If that person don't want to be around you, that's okay. Go find you somebody that want to be around you. Or go be around yourself. It's okay to not... Um, I want to make sure I work this correctly. <laughs> it's okay to have feelings for somebody. It's okay to want to be 
a priority or feel like you're a priority or to feel like your feelings are reciprocated. But in the event that they're not, you got to do something. Even if that something is nothing at all. Um, Next song, by the way, last song is Ever Wanting. One of my favorites. Also on the Embryo album. And what I mean by that is, again, investing in yourself. And that nothing could be resting. That's investing in yourself. Our body needs rest. We can't function without it. Regardless of what grind culture tells you, you cannot function without rest. You cannot function without pauses. You cannot function without breaks. It's when those breaks and things turn into stagnancy where I can think, you know, it would be counterproductive to what you want to do. But but I think that sometimes we... I think sometimes we get more invested into a connection without seeing what the connection is first. And I think that is what leads to us making space for things more than we make space for ourselves. And what I mean by that is we put a person above us and then when they don't do the same for us or when they don't seem like they match our energy, then we're upset. And what I'm saying is, just a friendly reminder because I'm the homegirl, right? And I want y'all to be as healthy and as whole and as happy as possible. Sometimes we have to remember, and it may resonate for you and it may not. I'm cool with that. But just I'm just telling you how I operate. I, and romantically speaking, because I love my granny. It's granny over everything, okay? But when it comes to romance, I can never put an investment into something over an investment in myself. Either I'm going to invest in myself, you invest in yourself, and then we connect on that level and we, and you know, we do what we got to do or, or it is what it is. I continue investing in myself. And then when I have time and I have time. So like I'm saying, we like somebody, we might've had a connection. We might've vibed out a couple of times. In some cases, y'all might've even started sleeping together. And then all of a sudden we'll start eat, breathing, living this connection to where we forget that. We should probably be eating, breathing, living in ourselves as a part of this connection. And we'll start putting prioritization in this connection over ourselves. And then if this person don't hit us or doesn't respond in a way that we want them to, then all of a sudden it's it's a problem or it's, oh, I'm not getting valued. How? And I'm going to challenge this respectfully. Because sometimes there are situations where you are being devalued and you're not being seen for your worth. But is it because we've put our value and our worth based on this connection? Because we put that connection, we valued that over ourselves. And I know that's going to sound like how. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Sometimes folks get so attached that they start attaching their worth and connection on, again, what they think should happen. In a situation without probably having a conversation with that person first. And then that can sometimes lead into weaponizing love as a form of control. But you know, we'll talk about that later. But I just wanted to put that on y'all brains. Like, again, is the investment... If you're feeling this way and if you're at the house and you're mad because that man didn't hit you up, it could be some real reasons why. That man could be married. You might not know. He could have a girlfriend, fiance, baby mama, whoever. And he's with her for the weekend. And he may not be able to hit you. I understand that. And if you're dealing with that, you might want to cut out... Especially if he ain't tell you, like, damn. But in terms of like things that are like budding and and starting to you know kind of build itself, it's okay to go with the flow and take it one day at a time. It's okay to not have a super hella 
attachment investment in something yet without seeing what it is like step back and like see like what is this first is it because we are letting the energy of our last visit or the energy of that last bedroom romp are we letting that kind of put a rose-colored lens on our face or our spirit or our intuition on what this really is because sometimes we'll put 10 on two and it's really like two <laughs> it's really two it could be maybe 2.5 if he likes you but sometimes we'll put this big old like grandiose like image of what it was when it really wasn't that so i'm just saying man move safe out here emotionally safe move honest emotionally move vulnerable you know Double check your guards, double check your boundaries, double check your, your your definitions. What does it look like? This was a whole episode of rambling. I just realized that. I rambled to y'all for about an hour almost. If you've gotten to this far, shout out to you. If you even got this far, let me know. Because I'm just vibing. I'm really just floating on my little, well, let me not say little. I'm floating on my love cloud, you know. I'm just having a good day. Every day is a good day when you're above ground, you know. So... So, yeah, so I guess I will enjoy my Sunday and um, I'll catch y'all later. Love y'all. Peace.